This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. Many people dream of one day summiting Mount Everest, but very few actually do. It's regarded as the pinnacle of mountaineering. But one man is taking that ideal a step further. Not only does he want to summit the tallest mountain in the world, he wants to fly off it too. Obviously, McFarlane Moledi had to meet this madman and then jump off a mountain with him. At what okay. point do I need my helmet? I feel like I need it right now. No, no, only uh, just before we take off. Oh, uh, okay. And you clip in, then we put the helmet on. 55-year-old South African Pierre Carter is a man that dreams big. Not only does he want to climb the seven highest mountains in the seven continents, he also wants to paraglide off them. Crazy, right? Speaking of crazy, I'm joining this paragliding adventurer for a tandem flight near Hartebeerspurt. That's if we actually get into the air. And if we come down again, you carry on running. Yes. If it's not flying, yes. we're just going to go boom, and I'll then land on top of you. I'll be fine. You'll, you'll be in the rocks and I might be you know, bruised and battered. Thanks. Okay. Cut, guys. Okay. Cut, cut. <laughs> in reality, I was in very good hands. Pierre, who is a Springbok paraglider, has thousands of flying hours under his belt. Not just that, he's had an encounter with the world's highest and probably deadliest mountain, Mount Everest. I've got a huge, huge fear for heights, but hey man, it is what it is. Let's go. Outside of jumping off mountains, what, what, what other stuff do you do? <laughs> uh, I'm just your average guy and I, I run a little building company. I've got my wife and I've got my daughter who's 26. Um, and we've got the four border collies. He's at his happiest joining the Cape Vulture colonies around Hartebeerspurt, mid-flight or spending hours in the air navigating the Drakensberg Mountains. And his passion has led to the adventure of a lifetime. A daring plan he calls Seven Summits, Seven Flights. The project entails not only climbing the seven highest peaks on the world's seven continents, but also paragliding off them at the same time. And he's funding it all from his own pocket. In April this year, he set off for the Himalayas and his biggest challenge to date. Combining the extremes of mountain climbing and paragliding is no easy feat. But on top of that is an even bigger challenge, getting the authorities to play along. It took Pierre and fellow enthusiasts years to get permission to fly off Kilimanjaro, Africa's highest mountain. That took us 10 years to get that permit. 10 years? 10 years of knocking on the door. 
With Everest, a local tour operator named Dawa Stephen Sherpa was able to secure permission for Pierre's jump from the Nepalese government, something they'd never allowed before. COVID has been such a bad time for the whole country. Let's, you know, let's do something that would really, you know, make a splash and, and, and put Nepal in the, in the right light. So uh, every, everything aligned and, and we, in the end, managed to get the permit. With the paperwork out of the way, the real challenge began. Hundreds of people have lost their lives attempting to summit Everest. Just getting to base camp at a height of 5,364 meters takes 10 days as climbers have to acclimatize their bodies to the thin air. You know, the altitude itself is, is a killer, right? If you were to helicopter into the Everest region, just even to base camp, and you just jumped out, within a matter of a few hours, you'd probably be dead. Longtime friend and fellow paraglider Jeremy Holtcroft joined Pierre's expedition up to base camp. Just staying at base camp, I mean, that was, base camp was pretty tough, you know. The, the temperatures, swings were drastic. We had minus 20 during the night. One of the deadliest sections on the way to the summit is the notorious Kumbu Icefall. So you're walking around blocks of ice. I mean, they are, you know, huge, like four stories blocks. This area is so dangerous that a group of local guides have to assist climbers by mapping out the route and setting up life-saving equipment along the way. And they have a, a group called the Icefall Doctors uh, that set ropes up all the way through the icefall. And the crevasse is 100 meters deep or more. You can't see the bottom of them in some of them. Yeah. And some of them you have to jump across. You know, they're sort of a meter, meter and a half. Some of them are three meters and then they put a ladder across. Yeah. The icefall doctors, they carry up these aluminum ladders and they put them there. As the ascent continues, the air gets constantly thinner. And simply breathing becomes a difficult task. If you can do a marathon and you can do Three marathons in a row doesn't mean you can get up Everest. It's still got to me the amount of waiting around and the slowness that it all takes for your body to acclimatize. After an arduous journey, climbers eventually reach Camp 4, the final stop before they'll attempt to summit. It's an area with an infamous reputation. And 8,000 meters, so it's just in the, what they call the death zone where your body is essentially dying slowly. Most people will have to take supplemental oxygen at this altitude, and the thin air poses even more problems to would-be paragliders. The air is very, very, very thin. You have to know exactly what you're doing. On a clear Everest morning, eight weeks after starting his trek up the mountain, Pierre was ready to fly into the record books. On the 15th of May, 2022, Pierre Carter became the first person in the world to legally paraglide off Mount Everest. It was, it was an elation went through me, I think, oh, thank God I'm actually going to fly off this mountain. 
So I've been in big mountains, but these are, the Himalayas is bigger. I mean, it's just, yeah, they, they're huge. You're flying through history in a way. After experiencing the Himalayas in a way the rest of us can only dream of, he landed safely, and his first words on a world first were characteristically modest. Oh. Oh. Well, at least that's over. Woo. Back in Hartis, my own safe landing was, well, a little louder. Landed! <laughs> oh! What a job! <laughs> this is absolutely amazing. I can't even begin to explain it to anyone what this feels like. Just the feeling of being in the air. Uh, you know, you're soaring above with the birds. It's... It's surreal. You might think pulling off the Everest expedition was the climax. It doesn't get more challenging than that. But Piers got one more climb. You want to guess which mountain that is? Mount Vinson is the highest mountain in Antarctica and also the remotest location of the seven summits. But Pierre is determined to not let either the staggering price tag of nearly 900,000 Rand or anything else stand in his way. I've always said when you, when you get to 85, you must see how many body parts you've replaced. And you know you've, you've lived it. You've really lived it. <laughs> Judging by Max's screams of joy, we can't help wondering whether his debilitating fear of heights is now a thing of the past. So, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? We'd love to hear about your adventures. Let us know on our social platforms and let's keep the chat going. Who knows, Mac might be adventuring with you for our next story. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to ensure you don't miss a single episode. In the meantime, why not rate and review us? We love getting your feedback. <laughs>